welcome to another edition of the Screen Nerds Podcast. My name's Michael Burgett, and thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode of My Neighbor Totoro, the 1988 animated film written and directed by the great animator and director Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, just got out of the theater and wanted to share some of my memories of seeing the film for the first time, as well as seeing it for the first time in the movie theater in my latest viewing of the film. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, this is a film from 1988 that is written and directed by the great Hayao Miyazaki. And to give a brief synopsis, if you have never seen the film or don't remember it, uh, it's basically the story of two sisters, uh, Sasuke and May, who go along with their father to move to the countryside in Japan uh, to be closer to their mother who is uh, dealing with an illness and she's uh, hospitalized and so they move closer to uh, be with her and so uh, they encounter both the everyday life as well as the fantastical life uh, of the countryside which includes meeting uh, a forest spirit by the name of Totoro. And that's really the premise of the film. Uh, the first time that I saw My Neighbor Totoro uh, was not until the mid-2000s. Uh, it was really a while before I got introduced uh, to uh, Miyazaki and his films. And uh, if you know my story or know uh, my love for his films, you know that um, I was first introduced to his films with uh, Princess Mononoke uh, in college, and it was uh, it wasn't until a couple years after that, in, like I said, in the mid two thousands, when I first watched My Neighbor Totoro, and it was when I was living in Seattle. Uh, Disney had gotten the distribution rights uh, in North America to uh, the Studio Ghibli films and began to re-release them uh, and with English, new English dubs and, uh, was putting them out on DVD. And so, uh, as a way for me to catch up on his films, uh, I began renting them from the blockbuster, uh, that was, uh, in Seattle there, uh, in the neighborhood where I was living in and was binge watching a bunch of, uh, Miyazaki films and my neighbor Totoro was one of them. And so that was the first time that I, I got introduced to this film and, I fell in love with it. It's in my top uh, five Studio Ghibli films. And I think, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, I still haven't ranked uh, in the top three uh, of favorite Miyazaki films, favorite Studio Ghibli films. Just because of just the nature of the film, the, lo the love I have for it, and the fact of I'm just a huge Totoro mark. Uh, I love the character of Totoro. He is... Uh, He's the the mascot of Studio Ghibli. Uh, if you see anything Studio Ghibli, you see Totoro uh, in prominence. And uh, when I first saw the film, even just on you know renting it on a DVD, uh, I, I just loved the film because I love that character. It's just so heartwarming, and the film itself is uh, it's geared in a younger uh, demographic. But even so, there's so much uh, timelessness of uh, age with the characters, and you can relate to 
the characters of Sasuke and Mei. You can relate to the dad. Uh, you know, you feel for the mom and, and, and what she's going through. And then you have Granny. And, and just everybody in that film is, is characters that you love. And, uh, and I love the fact that the film deals with both the everyday life as well as the fantastical. Is you have this family move to the country that, and they don't know anybody and they get to meet their neighbors and get introduced to them. You, you see them move in and have to you know, get the, the house set up and the house is old and they're having to deal with broken pieces of the house and, and everything and, and getting it uh, up to shape to live in. And you have dealing with family members that are sick, and you know the stress that that puts on family, and and you have the dynamic of the sisters and siblings, and how they relate to each other. And then you also have the fantastical of the uh, the soot sprites to the cat bus to Totoro himself. It just it's it's a fun weaving of those moments and they all just really blend together into a film that is really heartwarming and and timeless like I said it just really really feels like a film that uh, makes you you know enjoy life and I think that that's one of the cool things about Miyazaki-san is how he can write characters and write stories that can both be fantastical and dreamlike as well as deal with real emotions and real life situations and just weave it in together in, in, in such a timeless way. And th- this film really does that in, in such a good way of showing that uh, you have those emotions that you deal with uh, but you also have like the, the dream dreamness of uh, characters like Totoro, like the Soot Sprites, like Cat Bus. It just it, it, and it just comes out naturally. It's not something that you, know, you you feel like is forced in there. It just really just flows in and out. And that's really kind of the way the film flows in and out of uh, telling those stories. And it, it that was one thing that I noticed in this rewatch was just how it just does that so fluidly, how it goes in and out like that. Uh, another thing that I never noticed before, interesting enough, uh, dealing with the cat bus was the fact that the lights of the cat bus are rats. So it's like you have the cat who is the bus part, and then you have the lights on the cat bus are rats. So like the lights at the top of the bus, the lights on the back, the brake lights, they're all cats. I mean, they're all rats on the cat. So I just, I don't know why I didn't notice that before, uh, but I noticed it on this rewatch and it was just, just kind of startling in a way. Uh, the music, uh, it feels very late eighties cause this film, like I said, released in 1988. Uh, so I definitely can feel the eighties vibe to the music. There are definite, uh, late 80s tones uh, in the score, which I'm, of course, all for that, uh, but it definitely dates <laughs> to that. Uh, but at the same time, the animation is so timeless. 
and you see uh, the characterization of characters and, and you can tell that it's a Miyazaki film because of that because you see the way that everyone is drawn like the humans are drawn uh, you see that uh, definitely in a lot of his later films for sure uh, like Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke even uh, such like The Wind Rises like you can see that animation uh, style uh, is a hallmark of his and it translates uh, throughout the decades uh, I love this film and I, like I said it's it's in my top five top three of Studio Ghibli films of all time uh, and just to be able to rewatch this film again uh, and to see it on the big screen because it's one thing to just watch it on uh, on a television uh, but to be able to watch it and see it on the big screen was so good uh, to see huge Totoro uh, on a big screen was so cool and really just enjoyed it a whole lot and I'm so glad to have been able to to get the opportunity to watch this uh, so thankful for uh, G Kids who has the distribution rights now and so they regularly play a lot of Studio Ghibli films and to be able to to go and see it on a big screen uh, you know I've seen it you know dozens of times now uh, but just to be able to see it on a big screen is so good and it's a film that I I always like highly recommend especially if someone who uh, has not been introduced to Miyazaki-san uh, and to Studio Ghibli this is one of my first films that I recommend to them especially if they have uh, a family uh, I feel like that this film is one of the first ones on my list to say if, if you if you have kids and you want to introduce them uh, to Studio Ghibli uh, this is one that highly is recommended for me uh, because uh, of the, the two sisters and how they interact and then just Totoro himself he's just you know super you know fluffy and stuffed and you know, you know I always like to say he's a mix between a bear a cat and a panda and you kind of smush them all together and that's kind of what Totoro is uh, but just really just I love this film it's a great film I'm super glad to be able to rewatch it again and to see it on the big screen and yeah so that's my thoughts on rewatching uh, Totoro my neighbor Totoro uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, if you've seen this film uh, if you've had a chance to watch it on the big screen I'd love to hear your thoughts on this film or any film that you've been checking out of late uh, you can let me know your thoughts anytime by email, screennerdspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can always find us on Twitter at ScreenNerdspod and tweet your thoughts there. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Just search out Screen Nerds Podcast and like the page there and share your thoughts. And if you get an opportunity, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Good Pods, CastBox, Amazon Music, Wherever it is that you get your podcasts, uh, would really appreciate it if you uh, leave a review, a written review, leave five stars, hopefully, uh, and just share the podcast. Let others know what we're doing here at the Screen Nerds Podcast, uh, celebrating film, loving film, and sharing film with others. Uh, that's what we're all about here at the Screen Nerds Podcast, and glad you're here and glad you're a part of the community, and I uh, hope you let others know and let them uh come in and be a part of the community as well. 
So again, thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode. My name is Michael Burgett, and we will catch you on the next episode.